0: Welcome back to the seventh rotation. We are exactly a week off of the Summit League Tournament today and uh, here with Coach Christy Posey to recap last week and talk about the postseason opportunity that uh, the Roos have in front of them. So, Coach, thanks for coming back a second time this season. I'm glad (laughs) you're not tired of me yet.
1: No, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Maddie, and always a pleasure to talk about our team. So.
0: Absolutely. Um, Well, that's exactly what we're going to do. So I do want to start with the Summit League tournament. I've had about a week to reflect on that. What are your thoughts kind of post-Summit League play, season and tournament? (laughs) Uh,
1: Still working through that. (laughs) Um, It was um, the the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows in a really quick um, amount of time. And uh, hats off to Omaha for hanging in and battling and coming back and, and beating us the last three. Um, but our, our uh, we, this, this one uh, it, it is going to leave a mark for a bit and uh, we just got to work through it and, and, uh, you know, move forward because now we're in an up, op- we have an opportunity to, you know, to, to continue our season and play together and, you um, hopefully keep, keep grinding and, and uh, having exciting volleyball um, be the product of, you know, hard work and, and good connection and um, good mojo. Uh, We are, you know, we, (laughs) it was, it was tough. And uh, we just made some, made too many errors uh, against a good team in the third set and uh, at end game. And, and they took advantage of it and then uh, um, had a bad start in the fourth. And, you know, some, some bounces didn't go our way, but we didn't do the things that we needed to do. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the risk of playing this game and playing in any, any sporting event is the, the, the risk of disappointment, but the, the opportunity to be triumphant and joyful as our players and our staff have been able to experience 22 times this season, and I'm I'm really proud of that. And I, help tried to help our kids understand that one match doesn't define their season, um, whether it be a win or whether it be a loss. And so, um, you know, we we're nose to the grindstone again and preparing for a new team and a new opportunity. And and so, um, nobody can take away the fact that they won the the conference and uh, you know put themselves in a in a great position in the conference tournament, getting the number one seed, first time in program history, and so I'm really really proud of of their uh, grit and determination uh, throughout the season, and so we're looking forward to a, a new day and and uh, going to give it our all come Thursday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you know that you wanted to take? the NIVC bid or was that kind of a conversation? Like what went into that decision?
1: We, from the, from the start of the season, we wanted to put the idea out there that we were going to play in the postseason. If we put ourselves in a, a situation that we would be invited or we would earn that right. We were talking about that from the get go. It wasn't our only focus, obviously, um, but it was certainly um, it was certainly within conversation from time to time about us being in the postseason. We want that to be a standard here. And so we we have to get to a point where, hey, we're just we're playing through November, you know, into December, and that's just life in Kansas City with our volleyball team. And so the way that the NIVC works, you know, you've got to have that conversation prior to the conference, tournaments and so we put ourselves in that position if if they felt they deemed us worthy so to speak and uh so you have to do all of that prior to even starting to to play in the conference tournament so we did that and and just just in case or you know however however it was going to work out um so here's here we are and uh excited for an opportunity
0: Yeah, so many teams don't take that an IBC bid, and I don't know why. I think it's dumb. I think everyone should play in it. Um, I mean, why would you not? Why would you not? And then complain about not being in the postseason. That makes no sense (laughs) to me. So I'm very glad uh, that you took it, and I'm very glad that, you know, the Coyotes took theirs um, as well. So let's talk about Tulsa. The Tulsa Hurricane is a team uh, that beat ORU, Mm -hmm. and they also lost to Wichita State twice. So a little ironic that they're now also being sent back Utah State I'm sure they're hungry for another chance at the shockers um, but they have to go through you to do that what are kind of your points of emphasis um, for this match tomorrow
1: well I think just getting back into a rhythm since it's been a little while you know since we've played so you know trying to compete in practice as much as we can in a in real life situation and um and then just just knowing that uh, I I have a I have a history with coach Ramatowski. I don't know if you know that mm-hmm. um, we go way back, um, to when she was just a youngster. Um, so her sister, Jamie Mathewson, now Jamie Heath was a, um, was a player of ours that I recruited at Kansas. And then Lauren, um, a, a, a very, very good, uh, bro at K-State. Um, so that family I've known for a long time. And then watching Lauren kind of uh, grow into the coaching roles. I we competed against her when she was an assistant at UTRGV. Um, when I we were in the WAC, um, just watched her career. Uh, having good conversation with Susie Fritz to to tell me that hey, Lauren's a kid to watch. She's going to be a really good coach someday. Obviously, she's done a great job with that t- Tulsa team in her first year. But you always knew that she was going to have success. She was just. You know, born to do it, and then worked really hard to put herself in that position. So, um, I'm excited for her, and and excited for the you know the maybe the new rivalry that we may create after this. Um, they're certainly within the region that we can play. You know, maybe yearly, a um, home and away uh, over two years. But um, so, I, and and then there's a kiddo that we recruited, um, Kaylee Cassidy, that. We were, we, we hoped that we could convince her to stay in Kansas City. Um, they're number one outside and, um, gets a lot of swings. And, uh, she, she told us politely that she was not going to stay in Kansas City and wanted to do something different. So, um, we respect that when people do that. We're saddened by it, but, um, but she's had a great career there and certainly a, a great season. Um, and then I just think they've got really, uh, you know, nice pieces all across. I think their bro is good. I think the, the kiddo, uh, you know, um, they, the setter is a senior and um, does some really nice things and runs that team well. And then they've got great quickness and athleticism in the middle. And then an, another senior on the right. I, I just think they're really well balanced, well-rounded Um and, you know, just knowing Lauren's personality, they're going to fight you and battle just like she did as a player and as a coach.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what you said about, you know, maybe starting a new rivalry, I was going to say, what's Tulsa like five hours? from <laughs> yes. Kansas City, So it's certainly certainly doable. So we'll have to see uh, what happens. Well, um, in the Summit League tournament, defending was really important, at least from my perspective. But Tulsa allows like 13.7 kills per set. Um, which is more than you guys are currently averaging. So there's room there to take advantage of, of offense. How important do you think that's going to be?
1: Oh, in, incredibly important. You know, uh, we're always working on first ball kills and not to give a team that, cause they dig pretty well, not to give a team that um, can keep the rally going, uh, that opportunity very often. So that that's that's important to us. So obviously pass serve is the the first and foremost thing that we always work on trying to win that battle first. And I know that <clears throat> Tulsa's played at Wichita State, and you know, we haven't played there, so we'll get a chance to see what that looks like and depth perception and different things. I mean, the net's gonna be the same height, the dimensions are the same, but sometimes the the background is just a little bit different, but we'll have an opportunity to see kind of what that looks like for our passers. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think just balanced offense is, is what we, we try to do as, as best we can when, um, and I think obviously like everybody, when you're in system, you can really, we can really play to our strengths, which is speed and some versatility. And that's what needs to, to have us get the chance to be successful.
0: Um, I totally just lost my place. Oh, here we are. <laughs> my bad. Um all right, so you, or the ruse, I guess, had one winning season in program history before um you came to Kansas City. And you know, this season you reached the Summit League Championship for the first time since I was born. I was literally three and a half months old. The last time the Roots were in the summit, League championship, um, you reached 20, 20 plus wins this season. And there is a lot to be proud of, but what's something that, you know, you're maybe more proud of, or dare I say the most proud of, um,
1: this season. Uh, I, I guess just start, I think maybe the turnaround, you know, um, going from, from where we were last year. And, uh, and it it was, it was, there was no shortage of fight and battle and want to and grit with that same, with that team. And uh, we just didn't quite, you know, put it all together when we needed to put it together. And so I think just having the, that in the back of our minds with the kids that have been, that were here and, kind of went through that and then um, with the just kind of uh, helping the new players to understand, Hey, we want to make it different this season. And so just, just keeping focused and, you know, they're, every, every team goes through adversity in their seasons, right? I mean, we, we had three matches where we didn't have Leah and, obviously the anchor to our defense and, and, and that's tough, but we, we weathered the storm and came out okay. And, you know, uh, we're able to then kind of find our footing again and, and, and move forward And, and all every team across the country has, has moments like that, or sometimes unfortunately longer than moments. Right. And so I, I just am so proud of our team for, this was our goal and we reached our goal. Yes, we fell short of it in that particular match, and that's really disappointing. But to but to look at the the body of work over time, I think speaks to just the character and fortitude of our players. And I'm I'm so blessed to have wonderful assistants, Will McCall and Maddie Wren and Topper Meyer, just they constantly doing what they can do to help our team be successful in all areas. And you know, Maddie, in a mid-major, you don't have a staff of, you know, eight coaches and a technical advisor and, you know, a director of ops. The, our our staff's doing all of those things. And I'm not feeling sorry for us, because there's a lot of people in the same situation that we are, that you just you just do it because that's that's what you need to do and that's what the team needs. And so I'm I'm really proud of of that group. Um, being being kind of the the foundation for our team to really have just the have the chance to go on and flourish and be successful that's what we want to do we obviously we want to lift and elevate how our team can really be at their best and uh, I felt like our staff really did a nice job that of that this year.
0: Well, my last question for you was going to be, "How does it feel to be Coach of the Year?" But I feel like you would probably give the same answer that you just <laughs> gave me. I think I know you well enough to know that. <laughs> but if you have anything to add,
1: <laughs> I, I really don't. It it is it is such a it's such a great honor, and I'm so uh, grateful that people have recognized that the the group work right. And so just because I'm at the you know. At the top that's that's the the award that's given but so many things have gone into that and so many people are responsible for that so you know it is I I was thrilled to to have that happen for Maddie her first season you know here and back and she gets to experience she was so elated when we beat St. Thomas uh because that secured that we were at least in you know in a pack of of first place, (laughs) first place, and we were co-champs, and just to see that joy in her face, and, um, and then, you know, Will's been with me for a long time, and, and we haven't reached that pinnacle before with him, and so that was exciting uh, as well, so it, it, it is so much more than just that that um that me that just everybody's so such a big part of it the team we wouldn't have had that opportunity if the team not just taken on that um that goal and said hey we're gonna we're gonna do this
0: yeah i mean Will being you know with you for a long time and maddie obviously playing and being part of the program and, and coming back um certainly speaks to what you said you know multiple people kind of kind of pouring in and building so that is fantastic. Um, the Ruse will take on the Tulsa Hurricane of the AAC at 3.30 local tomorrow. Winner plays at 1.30 Friday. You can catch both of those matches on ESPN+. Coach, you have a tradition here. Would you like to uh, speak yourself out?
1: <laughs> I, I do, Maddie, but I can I say one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I want you to know that 100 years ago, I started my collegiate volleyball career at Wichita State because I played there for two years. 1977 and 1978, and, the, and so um, I played in that arena back then. It was the Roundhouse. It was um, Henry Levitt Arena, and obviously they've updated it and made it um, uh, much fancier. And I haven't been in it since since that time. Um, and but it'll be it'll be a sweet homecoming just symbolically because, you know, you kind of go full, full circle. And uh, so it, it's probably not the original floor. I, I get that. Uh, but it is symbolically that floor that I, that I started uh, this, this kind of journey. And uh, that will have good meaning for me. Um, the, which the people at Wichita state uh, were wonderful. And, and we had, we had some joy. We didn't win a lot of matches, but we had some great joy and and developed nice, great connections and good teammates. And uh, we had a following of some math students or math GAs that were, they were volleyball heads and they were from, they were international students and they came to, there were like six of them. That's about the only people that came to our matches besides our family. And so it was, uh it was with great zest that we would try to, to, to win matches for that group that, was, that were so faithful to uh, our, our journey at the time. But that, this will have some great meaning for me personally. And uh, certainly to, to be together with our team another potential two weeks or beyond that is, uh, is, is really rewarding because this group is special. So, with that being said, I will say, Rue up. <laughs> up. Volleyball fans,
0: welcome back again. Um, second interview today. So, you're getting spoiled. We're here with Coach Buttermore of the Omaha Mavericks ahead of the program's first NCAA tournament appearance. Coach, congrats on the Summit League tournament title and thanks for coming back a second time.
2: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: Awesome. I love to hear it. Um, I mean, first, obviously, we have to recap the Summit League tournament. Two five-set wins. The latter was a reverse sweep over a really cohesive Kansas City team. Uh, And as much as I am a Kansas City fan, I have to be honest, after the third set, I knew what was coming. You guys always find a way to win. I didn't have a good feeling for Kansas City. I kind of had a feeling that you were gonna pull it out of. So congrats um, on that. You spoke in a presser recently about referencing Rocky Palboa with your team. Um, Talk just a little bit about the tenacity and finding ways to win in those tough situations.
2: Yeah, I don't, um, yeah, I just, I think it was, you know, the whole season uh, reminded me of that. And I thought that the match last Tuesday reminded me of it as well, uh, being down 2-0 and some hard fought points, you know, uh, you know, I mean, Kansas City dug just about everything there for a while. And, uh, and I thought, uh, you know, fighting through that, we weren't always successful in those moments earlier in the year, you know, and so, uh, being able to get back up and keep moving forward. And uh, we kept moving forward through the end of that third set. And the third set could have gone totally different, you know, after losing the first two, and the first two was pretty hard, even though the score wasn't as close. You know, there was a lot of long rallies. They won just about every long rally, uh, and uh, that, that could have gone completely different. So uh, I was real proud of our fight in set three. And, um, and you know, just, just keep moving forward, keep punching
0: yeah absolutely um something that I apparently didn't ask you about earlier this season that I came across I'm a fan of when teams run a two-setter rotation or make use of multiple setters and you've been doing that um the past couple of matches especially Ivy Luke and Olivia T's assists I mean ratio has been pretty even so just talk to me about their similarities differences um and and what kind of goes into that decision to make use of both of them
2: yeah, anytime you run a six two, you have to have two good setters. That's the first first ingredient. And then you have you have to have a reason to to do the extra subbing and that's having good pin hitters. And we just we have a lot of a good pin hitters, a lot of arms we want to get on the court. You may know, hate to have and, you know, uh, we have a player like Brindley who didn't play the last few matches as much, and she has a good arm as well. So even with that, we feel like we're, you know, how do we, you can't leverage everything, but how can you leverage as much of your talent as you can? Um, but it starts with having two good setters, and, you know, they've done a great job of really, for freshmen, handling some of the tactical demands. You know, college volleyball from a setting position is a lot different than high school and club, and, um You know your decision making matters as much as your ability to locate the ball and if you're making silly decisions you're just throwing away points and in college you don't get those points back and so uh their their development there with ted has been has been really good
0: awesome i love to hear that um let's talk about the task at hand you've got ku tomorrow wasn't sure personally where omaha was going to get sent for a while i thought lincoln a while i thought creighton but i was like well they played both of them so then i was like it's got to be madison wisconsin and then it wasn't and here you are with a team that you've seen um so do you yeah. feel like my question is do you feel like having played ku is helpful or is it more of a clean slate postseason or is it a little bit of both
2: yeah i think i mean it, it is if it's helpful it's helpful to both teams right so um it's, it's the same. I don't know, you know, the, if we have an advantage, so do they. So uh, it does, if there is an advantage, it's, we, we play are playing a much different lineup than we were then, but it's not like they don't have video and and stats from our last five matches available to them to to look at that stuff. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what advantage can be gained or not. Uh, I think, you know, just having been here last year, uh, I think for our returners, you know, they know what the venue is like. You know what uh, what to expect when they get here. What the crowd is like. It'll be, it'll be taken up a couple notches from what it was a, in a September, you know, tournament. You know, certainly for the first round of the NCAA tournament. So, uh, so that will be different. But as much as we could know, we do know kind of what the lay of the land.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank God I got credentialed because the the I don't know if you saw KU sold it out in one minute. It yeah. Was- 1201 yeah. p.m i had tickets in my cart at 1204 and apparently that was a lie because when i went to check out they were gone um right. so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be able to be there but it's definitely going to be wild um and penn state travels well you know too so there's going to be extra people uh in, yep. in the arena um what do you think the biggest challenge is is going to be
2: kansas <laughs> um you in know, general. Uh, yeah uh, they're just a good team. Uh, you know I don't know where they were picked, but they end up being in the top 20 this year. Uh, you know they have their setter is very good. I thought she kind of, kind of got it robbed in the all region last year um, and voting and uh, I think she's you know a really good player, a competitor and you know they have a couple of good pin hitters they have a right side that's really hurt us both the last two times we played them. Uh, and then they have a, an outside that's very physical uh, as well as a, you know, a couple servers that can really do damage as well. So, uh, and you know, their, their middles, everybody's athletic. There's not a bad athlete on the court. So, um, so, you know, we have our work cut out for us. Uh, I do, you know, physically, we do probably match up better with them than we do with Wisconsin, but that's the same for everybody in the country. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, that that part of the matchup, we like a little bit better, but uh, you know, they do have a couple of players that have really had good matches against us in the past, and they're going to be swinging pretty confident. And so we can hopefully uh, put a little doubt in their mind, uh, and touch them at the net or getting a couple of digs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I was looking at stats um, now that you mentioned, you know, that that defense aspect in the second set, which was the set when you guys played earlier this year. I think it was 25 21. It was the closest set that you had where you looked pretty decent. Um, and I think KU hit like 438 in that set. Um, And you guys hit 323 and then in the third set hit negative. So how important is it going to be offensively to just, you know, stay consistently productive? And what what do you think the key to that is?
2: Well, I think the key is not letting them hit 400. (laughs) I think that's not a recipe for success. So uh, we always want to hang our hat on defense. Uh, We want, you know, whether it's blocking or digging or serving as part of that as well. Uh, We want to keep those hitting percentages down. Uh, and, and let our offense get a chance to work into things if it's not clicking right away. So uh, and especially on the road, especially in the postseason, when you can do that defensively, uh, you can you can keep momentum from getting away from you. Right. Or you can or you can start to see doubt in their hitters. Um, you know, and I think we saw a little bit of that against in, in the final, you know, you know, they won all the long rallies, but there's you know both of us hit a low percentage for a long time in that match. So if we can keep those percentages down, uh, I do think our tempo can score points. Uh, you know, we're physical enough to score against anybody in the country. Uh, but we need to we need to keep the momentum even or on our side with our defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously at this point in the season, don't want to look ahead too much, but it's likely that Penn State beats Yale. So should you get to Friday, Penn State's a team that hits hard and often um as well so that defense is gonna be gonna be paramount for sure yep um all right I promised you I wouldn't quiz you but we are gonna have a little fun I don't know if you're familiar with the Red Army account on Twitter um someone who, who the Red Army Omaha That's Superfan. I don't know like the actual name or, or face of this person uh but they're fantastic they've interacted with with the podcast account a little bit and so I have a few pictures of you here um this is
2: he's gonna be so thrilled that this is on the podcast yeah um, i
0: did not ask permission but twitter is a a public space so thank you red army for this um this is from the uh i think some of them are from from the night you played kansas city but most of them are from the denver match so this first one this is you when you were down 13 12 in the fifth set Mm -hmm. um against denver So I just, I want you to make note of your facial expression or lack thereof, because that's what, what Twitter is making note of. So down 13, 12 fifth set, this is you when Denver was allegedly at 14, 12, when you decided to have the clutchest of clutch challenge of all time. um, And you're, you're awaiting the challenge result. This is the bench's reaction to you winning the challenge and now being tied at 13 in the fifth set. We have some joy some enthusiasm some expression and this just absolutely kills me coach this is you after winning the challenge
2: i sure it's no not the same shows. picture
0: no that's what i'm saying it's not the same picture i double checked that it's not the same okay. picture your face moves a tad bit the angle is a little bit different um but that's the point <laughs> no you i mean the wildest sequence of events you pulled this challenge card at the most opportune time that probably won you the match, to be honest, no change in facial expression. So I just, I just, I don't know how you do that. I think it's also funny that, you know, the next night you go and play Christy Posey who does everything, but sit on the bench with this look on her face and is yeah. very expressive. And you're just kind of chill and low key. What goes through your head in these moments?
2: Oh, lots of things. Um, I think everything, everything else says, I just don't show it. You know, I don't. Uh, what you always have to be conscious what your what is your body language showing. And right. uh, I think you know, when I was younger, I used to pace up and down the sideline. But I think I would just get angrier and angrier as I pace. So uh, you know, <laughs> I don't. People assume, I don't know what they assume, but maybe, maybe me showing no emotion is much more constructive than, than the emotional responses I would normally have. So, uh, so that's part of it. And just, you know, we're, we're, what's next? Like, well, during these moments, we're talking about, all right, we, if we get the challenge, we're going to do this. If we don't get the challenge, we're doing this. So, um, you know, really, you know you can't get wrapped up and in, in my job is not to get wrapped up in in the in the exact moment of what's going on right and that's um for other people and our players need to enjoy that part but my job is not to do that and uh so i'm trying as much as i can you know i, I get distracted too you know stoic face nonetheless um trying to you know think a step ahead what do we need to do next What is what is really, okay, we don't like this, or I do like this, but what is really going on out there? Uh, and and try to be useful in, in as much as I can during a match.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, usually, um, obviously, this is like the third time I've, I've interviewed you, so I'm comfortable at this point. But when I first started doing this for basketball and volleyball, there were certain coaches, you know, like Christy, that I'm like, oh, you know, super fun, like outgoing. You can tell their personality from their their bench You know perspective or reactions but with you i really just didn't know i didn't know what like what your personality was going to be like the first time (sighs) Um, but i'm I'm glad i've gotten some some expression and some emotion
2: (laughs) yeah no, I, I have an old AD who used to say uh, Jerry Schmatty. He said, "You know, practices for the coaches, games are for the players." And um, and that's not to say if you show emotion, you're trying to take something from the players. And maybe you know, there's an argument I could could give more emotion to the players, but um, but that I try to keep that in mind too. You know, so practice me is a lot different than game me. You know. So uh, I would say that uh, both, both directions emotionally. So there's, there's a little more going on in practice, but, um, but yeah, you know, that's, There's a reason behind it, whether it's the right reason or not. You know, something you always evaluate every year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly not questioning. uh, Just noting that it provided some some great social media entertainment. Yeah,
2: I'm glad we had. It's yeah, yeah. That's glad we had this chat. Yeah. Um,
0: I do have a a couple a couple more pictures. One more slide. Um, this is you with the the challenge poster that a student made. Um, and also the McCormick spices. That is just top tier top yeah they it. have some
2: great signs and i i think you know i normally wouldn't take a picture like that i think i jinxed myself because i lost all my challenges the next night so yeah. <laughs> uh i was over oh for, for seven it felt like i don't think you get seven challenges i asked the down ref if he had one i could borrow at one point but um <laughs> but yeah no they, they they did a good job being creative with those signs for sure
0: yeah um i do just want to you know prompt you a little bit the the student section and the the fans in general in baxter and on the road this year that's been a a constant thing i've seen um on twitter from your account from the omavs account just talk a little bit about the support uh that you've received
2: yeah no we've uh we had a we've grown our attendance a lot of, uh credit goes to you know, mike west and his team our, our sport admin and uh, the team, the external team and everything they did to help promote it and to our girls, you know, being willing to get out in the community and, and do more events and uh, and then to Bill Pickett and his team for for rounding up the students. And and, you know, that doesn't happen without people putting in hard work and, and believing in what we're doing and uh, And then you know our fans were showing up and both at home and you know we traveled really ro- well. We had a, a loud crowd in the finals, and it turned into kind of almost a home crowd for us uh in Vermilion on Saturday. so uh in you know I, we had pretty we had really good interest in the tickets for this match tomorrow so uh in in the allotment we had so uh just uh really humbled and appreciative of the support we've been been getting uh the last few years,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got one last question for you here. You obviously came over from Hastings, you know, but some people don't know coach history, so I like to put that out there. Um, you have a very impressive NAI resume, multiple GPAC titles, a natty in there, a national championship. Um, how do you communicate, you know, your about your postseason and championship experience to some of the players on your team that maybe don't have, you know, the veteran status or the postseason or the intensity level that you're going to be walking into tomorrow?
2: yeah um you know this year we've done a little different we talked about embracing the moment you know and in the past for the, throughout my coaching career you know we r- really tried to routine 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 and um you know either J.R. tolkien or cs lewis said things will happen the same way twice and, uh and they don't and so i thought we needed to change it up a little bit this year Uh, in the message and we really talked about embracing the moment even more than we had in the past you know none of these messages would sound new to our alumni but um probably we we talked about it more and embracing the moment and you know this is why he chose omaha volleyball is to come play in big moments like this so uh you know that's uh so i would say it's actually we've we've moved it a little different uh than maybe the way i've talked about it in the past um in, in at hastings or even here
0: Awesome. Well, um, Coach, congrats on the Summit League Championship, the NCAA Tournament appearance. Um, I'll see you and Lawrence in about 24 hours.
2: Sounds good. We'll look forward to seeing you down here, Madison.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you.